David Sparks and Jason Snell spent their careers working for the establishment. Then one day, they'd had enough. Now, they are independent workers, learning what it takes to succeed in the 21st century. They are free agents. Welcome back to Free Agents, a podcast about being an independent worker in a digital age. I'm Jason Snell, and I'm joined as always by my fellow host, Mr. David Sparks. Hi, David. Hi, Jason. I am so happy to be an independent worker. Oh, yeah? You feeling feeling good about it today? Yeah. A friend of mine called last week, uh, been at a firm for something like 20 years, and they laid him off, just said it didn't make sense anymore. So uh, he doesn't know what he's going to do. And I was thinking, boy, there's so much insecurity that comes with being independent, but at the same time, you forget how much insecurity there is being at a big place. That's right. I mean, that was one of the things I kept in mind when uh, when I made my move was the the idea that you're never really secure. I mean, I was laying people off, right? So you're never really secure. You just feel secure. You feel, you know, that you're secure until the moment they tap you on the shoulder and say, get out. Yep. And uh, and b- being a free agent, you know, every day is a question of, am I doing the right thing? Am I going to be able to make it or not? But you're not, you know... Unless you've got a single client, um, which I guess we should talk about multiple in- income streams maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, let's do that next episode. Next, next episode. But that's not what this is about. But it's the same thing. Unless you've got a single client, you're not ever going to have that moment where somebody taps you on the shoulder and says, your job, your business is over now, right? You you yeah. get to see all of the streams and make the decisions. And you may have to make a hard decision and say, this isn't going to work for me. But um, you make those decisions instead of just sort of sitting there blithely until somebody taps you on the shoulder. Yeah. Well, uh, we're getting to the end of the year, and we thought it would be fun to talk about indies and vacations. Let's take a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are traveling at the end of the year. Yeah. And how do you do that? I mean, you're, when you're the boss, vacation is every day, right? I always joke. Um, not too long ago, on uh, it was on Veterans Day, so earlier this month, um, my... I realized I actually didn't even realize it until uh, a couple hours into my work day that my entire family was home. I knew the kids had the day off. I didn't really realize that that Lauren had the day off too. Um, and I had that moment of like, oh, everybody's home and uh, not working. And I and I I said what I say a lot in these situations, which is my boss is a real jerk. He makes me work today. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, even just, uh, I mean, well, this is probably another uh, subject, but even weekends, you when you go independent, suddenly days don't really matter that much. Yeah. You, you can work often. It's true. It's true. So so this is the question is, all right, you're, you're an independent worker. You're working all the time, but you're also a human being. And human beings, believe it or not, take vacations. They take breaks. They recharge their batteries. They travel. They do all sorts of things that... Our our society has agreed to a certain degree or other, and like American society has agreed that vacations are only good to a point, and other other countries have more vacations. But the idea is, vacations are good. They're good for the soul. They're good for the mind. They're good for the body. They are a thing that you should be able to do. But if your boss is a jerk who tells you to work every day because you're your own boss, how do you do it? Yeah, I think we should start with just acknowledging that a vacation is important. You know, one of the reasons you are independent is that you can have that control. I agree. I mean, you know, circumstances can always intercede, right? If you if you literally can't stop working because that's the only way that you're able to pay your bills is working and you're in a, in a precarious financial situation. If you can't afford to take a trip, to pay for a hotel room, to pay for an air, airplane, you know, trip, then 
then of course you got to do what you got to do. But I think all things being equal, if you've got enough space to give yourself a break and then you should, that's, that's step one. And, and step two, I think it, it's good for your overall productivity to take a break. And also, you know, if you keep your nose to the grindstone all the time, I firmly believe this, like you can do that. And then you will look up and your life will have passed you by, right? I mean, expanding your horizons, traveling, meeting people, going to see friends, whatever it is, it is important to prioritize taking a vacation. And we can all agree like vacations are awesome in general, but you've got to commit to doing it despite the fact that, you know, as we're going to discuss, that means there's a big hole in your calendar where you're not working or working less and that 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 can be scary. But you've got to remember, like, why are you doing this? It's because you will get so many other benefits out of it as a human being, as a worker, as a as a a husband or a wife, as a parent, all of these all of these things that go into taking time away. Yeah, and I would add if you're looking at this and saying, well, that's all great, but I just don't have time for a vacation, then I'd say you've got a bigger problem and you need to start working on that. Maybe listen to the other nine episodes. <laughs> but the uh but you should not you should not be in a situation where you say, I cannot take a, a vacation. You should be able to look at the calendar and say, let's say within six months, I can take a week off and start working for that. It's not sustainable to work all the time, right? So, I mean, I understand when circumstances are very difficult, but yeah, that's the idea is you'll burn yourself out if you if you just have literally no time to take a break. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have to take it this week, but in the next six months, you should be able to find a week that you can get away. Um so that really leads to the next step is you've decided, okay, a vacation in principle is a good idea. I'm going to plan one hmm. as an independent worker. What do you need to do? I'm going on vacation the first week in January. This is my, um, I would say, first real um, family, big family vacation in a, in a little while since since maybe last summer. Not that I haven't done some traveling, but uh, this is one that it's just like we're going to Hawaii uh, with my family and my wife's family, and we are there for the week. And I realized, like I did when I went to Ireland to speak at the UL conference a, f- a few weeks ago, and any other time I've been on a conference, you know, conference planning or anything like that, it is a it is product, project management to get to the vacation because you have to plan. What's going to happen that week? What do you have? What do you owe that week that you have to fulfill? earlier or can you postpone it? Um, I think in many ways, and this is true for people who are not independent workers too, when you take vacation, the reality is, unless you're an hourly employee somewhere who, you know, your job is literally just to be present for those hours, your vacation pushes your work to either side of the vacation. So the the week before a vacation is usually brutally hard and often the week afterward is brutally hard because you have to make up the work that you didn't do in advance before you left. But you you can plan it. You can plan it and you have to plan it if you're an independent worker because you can't just you, you can't just say I'm taking a week and walk out the door and hope that everybody else in the office picks up for you because there isn't anybody else. Yeah. One of the things you need to do, I think, is, is, is set expectations. Um, in addition to trying to plan out getting the work done before and the work after, um, if you're bringing work on your vacation, and that's a separate conversation we're going to have in a minute, but if you're bringing it. Do not um, over plan that work. I think you need to look at it's a vacation, right? You're going to, to have fun and you're going to spend a bunch of money to go on vacation. 
So don't plan on knocking down huge projects. Um, try to plan your own expectations around getting a little work done, but also enjoying your vacation. Yeah. So okay, how do you how do you how do you set about doing this? How do you set about um, planning your work that you're going to do, getting everybody to understand um, what, I mean, God, boy, you talk about client expectations and personal expectations. You also have family expectations, right? Or your co-traveler yeah. expectations. Of, yeah. uh, and that's, that's been a huge one for me, um, which is which is having my wife especially understand like what level of work can she expect from me while we're traveling. And when I was speaking at, at Ul, I said, okay, that, you know, I'm going to be going to this conference and I've got these interviews I need to do. And like, these are the things that I, that I have to do that are basically working things. And then there's some socializing things that we can do together. And then there's some time that we can have. And uh, likewise, for my trip to Hawaii, it's going to be the same thing. It's like, I don't know what that amount is, but that's the question of like, I expect that I'm going to have this amount of, of, uh, of work that I'm going to be doing and set her expectations. Yeah. It, it is a it is a juggling act. And in fact, let's just talk for a minute about deciding whether or not you need to work on vacation. We kind of made that assumption, but that's not always true. I think it depends on your business. If you if your business is writing books, let's say you write novels as an independent worker, and you finish and you ship a novel, there's no reason why you can't go on a vacation and just say, "I'm not going to do anything for a right. couple of weeks," and that's great. Um, if you're in a client services based business. That's not always the case. I know for me, it's just impossible for me to go on a vacation and just tell everybody, well, I'm sorry that, you know, your business just had this huge problem. And, uh, but I'm in Hawaii and good luck. You know, good, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Smell you later, everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, in my business, uh, doing media stuff, it's a similar story, right? That the, and, and you doing podcasts, right? Like, uh, yeah. you have that, that part of deliverables too, where I yeah. have, I, I have and you have regular deliverables. And so for my website, I can have the, um, Dan, my partner on the website, uh, fill in for me that week. And maybe I don't worry about the website part, but I also deliver a, you know, a half a dozen podcasts a week. And, and those need to be delivered. So I need to make sure that those get delivered in advance, pre-scheduled perhaps, or I have yeah. to deliver them there. And then there's always the, um, which anybody who is a manager in a, in a larger organization will also know this. There's always stuff that comes up. There are always fires. And, and, even, and that's your client who calls you and says, I have a terrible problem. And you didn't plan for it, but you have to be available for them. And so that's, that's part of the um, part of the planning too is is expectations about what what reaches the level that I need to deal with it now and like your your client that you talked about who would email you and and then call you and say did you get my email like there's a level yeah. of 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 interrupt that you need to not get interrupted by and then there's the stuff that you just have to plan there may be some issues that I have to deal with I've always joked that being a lawyer is something like a fireman because you, you may be just fine and then suddenly the alarm bells go off and you've got to run. And and my personal comfort space with, with vacation working is I don't bring projects on vacation. Like if I'm writing right. an acquisition agreement or a partnership or forming a new company or whatever, I don't plan on doing any of that stuff while I'm on vacation. I either get it done before or, or set expectations for other people to understand it's not going to happen until I return. And I go on vacation more or less with a clean plate. 
And with all that said, I still have little fires that come up while I'm gone right. that I have to deal with. And and that's my comfort place for it. But everybody's different. And But I think you have to have a real – you have to spend some time thinking about the type of business you have and what's the – you know, what can you get away with for, the, I think, the minimum work on vacation. One of the things you wrote in the outline that I love is, is if you're not on vacation, if you're working. And that's true. And how much money are you spending to be in Hawaii? I mean, you don't want to spend the whole time dealing with the latest Apple press release if you can avoid it. Exactly right. Like the, you are putting the money in and the time in, you're investing in this vacation as a rehabilitative or life experiential kind of thing. And you're cheating yourself if you break away from it to work. And sometimes that's necessary, but you know, there's a clock ticking and Every hour you spend, you could figure it out if you want. Every hour you spend on location somewhere on a vacation is money. It's money in potentially lost income from your, your work. It's also money you're spending because you, you can prorate the, the, the flight, the hotel room. You can do all those calculations if you really want to. So you're spending money to be away and then not being away. And in that way, you're cheating yourself and you're wasting that money. And you're cheating your family, too. You can't get that hour back later. Yeah. Because that, that, that hour that you get back when you're home, you're at home. But right now, you're in a location somewhere on vacation. Don't cheat yourself out of it. Yeah. One of the things I also like to do, you talked about you know, how you just leave the job and say, okay, guys, take care of a problem if it shows up. Um, I have a couple for the for the Mac side of my life, Mac, Mac Sparky side. I don't really need that. I can handle problems and I have people that can help me if I get in a jam. But the lawyer stuff is harder because what if one of my clients suddenly gets sued and has to be in court the next day and I'm in Hawaii? So uh, before I leave, I have a, a little circle of friends that agree to be kind of my, my agent here if something goes wrong. And I do the same for them when they go on vacation and I always check in with them. So, I mean, like I said, a lot of this is dependent on the type of business you have. But but maybe give some thought when you're planning this out. If you've got a person out there somewhere uh, that can be be there for you if your business has that kind of need. Right. And if you are somebody who collaborates with other people, ask yourself the question, does it always need to be me? Right. Does it always need to be me? Maybe what I do here is have my collaborators step in a little bit. And then I step in for them when they have some time away. And you may already have an arrangement like this with, with somebody. But I, that's part of, part of what I do. Some of the stuff I do is more collaborative and some of it less so. And the stuff that's more collaborative, that's generally what happens is instead of me saying, oh boy, I need to record an extra podcast because I'm gone next week. I'll say, hey, I'm going to be gone next week. Can you pick up the slack on the podcast collaborator? And uh, that's a good kind of uh, – usually it's a nice quid pro quo. Everybody wins. They they take a vacation later. Um, but that's that's worth thinking about too. What can you what can you put off? What can you do in advance? What can you uh, share with a, a, a collaborator? And, and also what can you set as emergency conditions in case something comes up while you're gone? Is there somebody else who could be the first line of defense before it gets to you? Jason, I just want to make clear – if you need me to post the show when you're in Hawaii, I'll All right. do that. Okay. <laughs> I got I, you, man. <laughs> I, I, I think we're going to – I think we're going to make it 
I think we're going to be able to get this show up while I'm in Hawaii uh, by, by pre-recording. But that's part of the – trust me, David. I have been I have been calculating out for the last month or two since we made the flight reservations uh, what I'm going to do the first week in January <laughs> for every single <laughs> every single project, right? That is definitely part of this. Um, the you know the larger issue of working on vacation though i want to i want to go back that, to that a little bit because as much as we've said positive things about it, i think setting the scope of your of your vacation and your work in inside it is important the idea that uh if you need to like you said if you're a novelist <laughs> whatever you can just be like okay i'm taking the week off great but if you if you have to work at some level setting the expectations going in for yourself i just wanted to say that's also important to do that that you need to be able to say all right this is the level that i can expect to work because then you're also breaking your your promise to yourself if you go over it and and it will help you communicate it to other people too i think that's i think that's really important um the other thing I wanted to mention is there's also something that this is kind of wacky, but I want to throw it in there. Sometimes, especially if you're not traveling with family, if you're just traveling on your own and maybe visiting friends, there's a, there's a, a, I kind of want to call it an indie vacation, but um, change of scenery that allows you to continue working on something or maybe you've got a special project it's not quite a vacation or maybe it's coupled with a vacation you go somewhere and you're in some other city and you're working in cafes or whatever and then you also do some sightseeing and that's that's not what quite what i would call a vacation because that's kind of like you're working in a different location a different city but i do think that that's something that independent people can sometimes do um Somebody we know who is a uh, a content creator has talked about going to other cities that are very nearby um, to work on a, a new project for a couple of days, and they're they're really there to work and not to see the sights. But it's a change of scenery, and they have the the luxury of being able to do that because they're an independent worker. Yeah, I have like well, when I go to the ocean for the day, sometimes I'll bring my my laptop and and work there. It, <laughs> it's like that times ten. You know, I'm going to get yeah. a where you can get a room and and stay there. But yeah, that is really different from vacation. But it is a great benefit of being an indie worker is you don't answer to the man. You can go for if you want to go somewhere else. This episode of the Free Agents is brought to you by Sanebox. Use Sanebox to clean up your inbox in minutes. Sign up for a two-week free trial and get a $20 credit at sanebox.com slash freeagents. When you're trying to run your own shop, one of the things that can crush you is email. Jason and I even did an episode on it. You need to pay attention to email, but you also can't let it take over your life. You need to be making money. You need to be cranking widgets. And that's what Sanebox helps me do. Sanebox pre-sorts my email for me before it hits my inbox. So when I look at my email accounts, I see the inbox has a few items in it, and then the other items are sorted into other boxes like news items or things that can wait until later. The beauty of this is I always see the most important email first, and I don't get bogged down with everything else. I cannot understate the value of this service. This one feature alone is enough for SaneBox to earn its keep in my email system, but there's a lot more you can also do with SaneBox. SaneBox has the ability to defer email. For instance, I have a defer box in my legal folder called Monday, and if an email comes in and I want to put it off until the following Monday, I just drag it into that box and it disappears. The following Monday morning, it shows up ready for me to deal with it. You don't have to use just days of the week, though. You could say defer it two days or three hours or a month, whatever. 
There's also a service through SaneBox called Sane Reminders. When I blind copy an email to one week at SaneBox.com, if the person I sent that email to doesn't reply to me in one week, SaneBox sends me a reminder. This is really great, like when I'm sending a client a new retainer agreement or sending a proposal to another lawyer. I no longer have to track whether or not I get a response because if I don't, SaneBox will remind me. There's also the Sane Black Hole that allows me to get junk mail out of my life forever. It's like magic. But that's not all. There's even more powerful features once you start using this service. Because SaneBox is server-based, it can work on top of any email system that you're currently using. You don't need to buy a special app to make this work. We know free agents listeners would like to have a little more organization in their lives, so we've worked out a deal with the gang at SaneBox. Go to SaneBox.com slash free agents today, and you'll get an extra $20 credit on top of their two-week free trial. You don't have to enter your credit card information unless you decide to buy, so there's really nothing to lose. I love this service, and I bet you will too. Check it out today and get your email finally under control. That's SaneBox.com slash free agents. When you're planning your trip, do you tell your clients you're going on vacation? Uh, you tell me. You're the lawyer here. I mean, I, I have already just disclosed where I'm not where I'm going to be in January, so everybody yeah. out there knows. But um, you know, what do you what do you think? Do you do you say I'm going to be out of town, or do you just not bother and put up a veneer of like you know if you if they need me, they'll call. And I'll deal with it then, and and we'll be virtually present even if we're not present. What do you what What's your take on that? The, there is an argument. Some people will not tell, and they'll say, "I, I want them to think I'm all present and all being and always available." And uh, I, I don't really think I need that. The relationship I have with my clients is very real and and honest. And you know, if it comes up, I'll tell them, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be on vacation that week." I don't send an announcement to everyone saying, "Hey, I'm going to be gone for a week, so don't bother me." I um, but if someone calls me and says, oh, I've got this big project I need you to do, and I'd say, that's great, but I'm on vacation next week, so I'll have to do it the following week. And and that works fine. Um, when I'm on vacation, I guess we'll talk about that in a minute, but when I'm on vacation, somebody calls me with a big project. I'm like, okay, well, I could be swimming with turtles right now, or I could be fixing this. So is this really that important? And usually my clients are like, oh, no, 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 go swim with the turtles. We'll do this next week. You know? So I, I'm very honest with them, but I don't burden them with it. I don't make, you know, I don't send out a blanket email telling everybody I'm leaving, but I don't hide it either if it comes up. That's how I handle it. Okay. I mean, that, I think that's, I think that's a good policy. If you make a big deal out of it, like what message are you sending? Yeah. Uh, I like the business as usual, not hiding it, but um, not advertising it so much. I guess if you've got a particularly needy client, I guess it might be something you, you could do to say, um, look, I'm going to be out next week. So um, if you need me, if you really, really need something, let me know. But otherwise, we'll check in when I get back just to manage their expectations so that they don't call you routinely and while you're standing at a waterfall. <laughs> right. But that that that's that's the only thing that I can sort of think of is if you want to if there's somebody you particularly want to manage to basically say hey next week don't call me unless you really need to yeah. yeah as a lawyer I can say well if you get arrested you can call me but you know otherwise it can probably wait <laughs> okay the other thing about prepping for this trip though if you are going to be planning doing a little work and hopefully as little work as possible in fact I think that's the message I want you to take from this is don't plan to do extra work do as little as you can but. But let's say you're going on a trip, you have a client-based, a service-based business or something where you know you've got to check in on the, the shop while you're gone. 
Um, what do you do in terms of technology? I mean, we're not really a tech show, but there's a couple bits of advice here I think you should probably follow. I don't know. What do you think? I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm curious. You, I'm going to turn it right back around on you. Okay. Well, my obsession with vacations is batteries. I want lots and lots of batteries. I never know when I'm going to actually have power. You know, so, most places that you go, unless you're in the woods, or, uh, will have batteries available. I know it's it's an obsession. I don't really I don't really have an explanation <laughs> for it. But but I've bought like all these anchor like I have one. It's like twenty thousand milliamp hours, and I like I put oh, that yeah. stuff in. I just I just don't want to get there. That, and that's have, true something go wrong and not be able to deal with it. Well, charging your devices too, charging your devices on the trip and when you get there and having the flexibility to do that because the last thing you want to do is end up with like one charger for all yep. your devices because then they have to get in line. Yeah. The other thing I think it's important if you think you're going to be doing work and it's internet-based stuff is are you going to have an internet connection where you're going? Yeah. Um, maybe it's through your wireless. If you're going international, you know, call your cell carrier to make sure you've got data um, if you're going somewhere domestic or going to a hotel, make sure they've got decent Wi-Fi. I just try to make sure I've got the internet covered. The internet is a huge thing, and um, for any of us independent internet type people, it, it, it's a huge deal. You need to know if you can. You know, do, is there Wi-Fi? Uh, what's the Wi-Fi? Is there a charge for the Wi-Fi? Like, if you go to a hotel, you get a hotel with a great rate, and it turns out they want to charge you fifteen dollars a day for their Wi-Fi then they, that rate isn't so great anymore. And maybe there's something else you can do there. Depending on when you're, where you're traveling, you know, you could get a, you could rent a wireless hotspot or something like that, especially if you're traveling internationally to give you the data you want. There are, there are lots of options, but it's one of those things that I think planning can give you a great advantage for. My trip to Hawaii, we're renting a house because it's a very large group of people. And when we were going through the process of looking on VRBO and Airbnb for places to rent, um, that was one thing that I told my mother-in-law when she was looking at a bunch of places is if it doesn't have internet, I can't stay there. Like daddy's got to pay for the shoes. I, exactly right. Like I get that, you know, it's just, it's like, I need that. I can't not be on because you never know. And, and I may not need to record. I'm hoping not to record and I may not need to upload a podcast or anything like that, but I have enough internet based business that I can't envision a week on you know, 3G, if there is 3G or, or LTE in that location, which I'm, I, I would question that too. Uh, and so that, that, was just a, that was just on the list of like, there needs to be internet. And I, I check that now. Yeah. The other thing on my checklist is, um, is phone service. I have a, a phone service, so a person answers the phone if you call oh. my, my law firm. And I want to make sure they don't bug me so they know where I'm at. And uh, they have a way to you know get messages to me, but they're not necessarily going to be forwarding calls to me wherever I'm at. And, um, and then email is another thing, which um, kind of uh, – you know, I guess this is a little weird. Our sponsor this week, um, Sanebox, they they have a Sane Vacation folder I use. So I guess this is editorial, but a little weird. <laughs> they're also a sponsor, but they uh, they have a way I can just drop email into a certain folder, and then it I don't see it till I get back, which is kind of nice. So I, I'm really careful about filtering email while on vacation. I don't want to deal with the daily grind. I just want to deal with the emergencies. Yeah, that's great. I, I have never experienced something like that. You have your your person uh, set up. By the way, your your carriers uh, for cellular service and data. Your carrier almost certainly has a uh, a coverage map. Yeah. So if you're going somewhere, you can look. I'm actually looking now at where we're staying on uh, on Kauai, and 
it claims to be LTE. So I'll be the judge of that, but that's a again I'm going <laughs> to pr- supply back. some skepticism, but I think that that's a I think that's a good sign. So so that's I, I do think that you know that that's you, you're you got to bring your toolkit if you're going to work you got to bring the tools for for your job with you. I would say don't overdo it. Um, try to plan, but leave yourself with enough flexibility that if something comes up you can you can deal with it. That said, that said, l- let me throw this out there because I think perhaps our listeners tend to be I'm just going to. impose some of my own personality on our listeners maybe over planners maybe overly focused on this stuff because they're listening to a podcast about being an independent worker and so i will say this which is like i said to david about his batteries like you could bring batteries with you but they they may sell batteries (laughs) if you're like like rechargeable batteries or disposable batteries you could bring lots of stuff with you that they probably sell in your destination if you absolutely need it and i'll I'll go further and say if you're staying at a hotel it may very well have a business center with a printer and a computer you could use if you're absolutely desperate there are cafes that have wi-fi there are lots of places that you could go to do fallback in case of an emergency so when you're packing when you're planning give yourself some flexibility but don't overdo it to the point where you're bringing your entire office on your back because unless you are going out into the woods or someplace where there are you know there there are no stores or things aren't available you probably have the ability to pull that ripcord if you need it and better to not overdo it yeah agreed because i had that i i just recently i stayed in the hotel and they had this whole big business center and i was like why did i even bring this thing that i brought in my backpack because it's right here and I just felt yeah. dumb. Well, it, I, I know one reason why you would bring it because you don't want to work in the business center. And uh, it's that, true. That kind of gets to the putting you on the ground in Hawaii or wherever you're going. Um, I, I think there's some good tips for how you get work done. Like we're taking the assumption you're doing as little work as possible. It's your vacation. But there's some good ideas for how you do the work on vacation. For me, it's always been about kind of separating the work from the vacation. It's Maybe it's like a mental thing, but whenever we go on a trip, I find a cafe or I find a balcony somewhere in the hotel we're at. Or I just find some place that's separate from our room and our family. And I will get up quite often in the morning. That's the best time for me because, you know, I got a family full of sleepers. And so Ah. if I get up for a couple hours and I go deal with whatever all that stuff is, the emergencies in that separate workspace, I find it a lot easier to get back into vacation mode when I get back to the room. That's a great idea. I, I it depends on how you do it, but I, and and what's available at wherever you are. But I think that's a great idea to find a way, find a context, even if it isn't a physical space, even if you can't do that, some sort of context, it, location and time are are ways to demarcate your work time and your workspace from the rest of the the trip and that's good for you mentally and it's good for your your um your co-trippers your family or whoever that uh they know when you're doing that that that's that's what you're doing and that you know you will get out of it when you can um it also sets some boundaries right like i'm not going to work here because this isn't the place where I work and this isn't the time where I work. And so I'm going to, I'm going to let that go and I'll, I'll come back to my work time and workplace tomorrow or later today or whatever. I think that's, I think that's good. Working on vacations are really hard. I mean, it's, it's very hard. It's one of the hardest things that I have done even before I was an independent worker is that, you know, I need to find a half an hour to write a story 
on a vacation. And it's like that half hour, it's just the worst. It's just, it's so hard to do it. So set yourself up for success by creating a little mini routine, a little vacation routine and, and, and giving yourself permission in that space, in that time to do that. I think that's all really good. If you can, if you can manage it. The, um, I want to follow up with um, talking about why you're on vacation to begin with. But but one other point I would add is um, when you're doing that planning, I like to schedule for the day I come back. The rest of the world thinks I'm still on vacation to the extent they know I'm huh. on vacation. I just say, you know, if I'm coming back on a Tuesday, I say, well, I'll be back on Wednesday. And uh, I like to have a day where there's no phones. And it's like I'm kind of on pretend vacation. And that's when I can kind of go through and look at what happened, all the non-emergency stuff that I pushed off while I was gone. Just give me a day to kind of triage all that. And that has served me very well. That's nice. I always liked to come back on a Saturday instead of a Sunday because having a day to decompress, and that's a little different because that's not getting caught up on work as much as decompressing, but it's the same principle. Having a little extra time before you have to get back into it is not a bad idea. And and the most important thing I think this whole show is is you know this is a vacation. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Just because you're indie doesn't mean you're not allowed to have vacation. Try and have vacation. You gave yourself permission. I mean, I I feel sometimes it's the con- conflict between present self and past self that is a lot of what I do in terms of agreeing to do things and then later I have to do them and I curse my past self, but I, I live up to the agreements that my past self gave. Well, this is a good example where your past self said you need to take a break and your present self needs to listen, right? Like it, it's done. The deal is done. You're taking the trip. Don't squander it. Think, like I said, you don't need to do the calculations, but there is a meter for every minute, every second that you're on vacation. A meter is running with the cost of it. And I don't say that to say don't take a vacation. I say that to make it worth it. Make the most of it. Don't do unnecessary things to waste your vacation time that you could just do when you get home. And and, and the bottom line for me, and this is we're, we're into the feelings now, David, it's like, if all you do is work on your vacation, why'd you go on vacation? Like, why, yeah. why even do it? That's not the point. The people that you're going with, the sites you're seeing, the people you're visiting, whatever the, the motivator is around the vacation, that's why you did it. For that and to give yourself a mental break. And if you don't spend time with those people, don't see those sites and don't give yourself a break, then you have failed to live up to the vacation. Your vacation is kind of a project. It's like a project where you don't work, but it's still a project and you still need to fulfill it. And you fail if you don't take full advantage of it. Yeah. And the biggest mistake I've made in the past is in those weeks leading up to the vacation when somebody calls with some non super urgent project, but you want to make a good impression, you want to do it fast and efficiently for them. And it's so tempting to say, yeah, I will I will deliver that by some date where I know I'm going to end up having to do some of that work on the vacation. And and I, I just I've made that mistake so many times that I yeah. think I finally learned the lesson now. But but you've got to you know, take walk in my shoes. Don't make the same mistakes I have. When you get to wherever you're going, don't have those commitments. Try and have as few as possible because, you know, you want to enjoy yourself. Yep. 
All right. Well, I think we've. Uh, I think it's time for us to take a vacation. Nope, it's not. Uh, <laughs> we'll plan our next vacation. But uh, yeah, I think this was great, and people should do it. Like, not a week long vacation in Hawaii is not for everybody. But whether it's a couple of days away, uh, whether it's a long weekend, no matter what it is, giving yourself a break is a good idea. Uh, if you don't believe it, talk to a friend or family member and ask them what they think, and they will tell you. Yeah, you should do it. You should take a break. It's a good time to do it. You should, you, you know, be your your boss is never going to tap you on the shoulder and say, "Boy, the shoulder, so much tapping." Um, the, your boss is never going to come to you and say, "You should take a break," because you're your boss. You have to do it for yourself, and you should do it. And and I think you will be a better worker for it. I, I really do believe that, that uh, travel and uh, just mental breaks give you uh, perspective and let your brain process things way in the background that, that may never otherwise get processed if everything's always happening in the foreground. I used to like to talk about uh, taking a walk in the woods, and I meant that metaphorically, but sometimes it's literal. It's like sometimes it's good to get away, even if it's for an afternoon, but certainly for a few days, and not be doing the usual thing. I think in the end, the net result will be positive for your business and for your personal life. So, you know, go on vacation, everybody. Do it. Agreed. All right. Well, that is this edition of Free Agents. We'll be back in two weeks with more. You can uh, find us on relay.fm slash free agents and there's a contact link there if you want to send us an email you can also tweet at us at free agents fm and those are places that you can get to us we love to get your feedback we do occasional feedback shows like we did last time there will be more in the future uh, but until the next fortnight thanks for listening goodbye david bye jason bye